0: Get 60% off at babble.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to NVC 539. I am Seth Macy. Thank you for joining us, Super Ninfriendos. That one's stuck. I'm sorry, guys. That's Woo. how it is. It's here forever. Woo. Although this crew here, I consider more of a super family com. Uh, oh. With me today is Pear Schneider, who is... Hi, Seth. Hi. How's it going, <laughs> I'm Good, good, good. Keep going. Oh, yeah, and Tom and Zach are here also. What's oh, up, guys?
1: I... <laughs> it's true. I was very excited for this episode until you started throwing in all these puns, Seth.
0: Oh... <clears throat> the worst look i have to differentiate my myself in some way and if <laughs> it causes you physical discomfort i have to apologize for that i love it I'll tell all right you all cool see it. there we go tom has given it his blessing stamp it of sticks, approval it sticks forever we have so much to talk about this week because we had the nindy direct let's get right into it pair is giving me the thumbs down. You can't see that on the podcast, but I'm assuming that's German for excellent.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's like the Romans. It was actually reversed. You gotta, <laughs>
0: should we kill him.
2: Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no. All right. Nindie Direct. There's so many games. Probably the biggest, arguably the biggest, was Among Us. Came out like what, like an hour after the Nindie Direct. Have you? Have any of you played it on the Nintendo Switch? No, not the Switch version. Which no. What? Among us. among us. No, I have among, among Us. Among Us. Yeah, my but friend I Gus. Know,
3: I do know that it shares the uh, the sort of funny PC mobile disparity of the mobile version is free, but the PC and the Switch versions are $5, which okay.
2: is like
3: because mobile is a different market and it's a different world, but like, it is kind of funny when you then put that on a mobile device like the Switch, and you're like, oh, okay, that's a little weird when you could just put this <laughs> on your phone for free. That happens. How- But
2: it's uh, I'm I I heard it runs really well, which is surprising for such a graphically intensive. (laughs)
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's this and cyberpunk are probably the two most demanding games of this year. Uh, My question is, and I guess since none of you have played it, how does the voice chat work on this? It's a pretty Um, important part of Among Us. I'm sorry. I
1: have to interrupt. I, I just sure. saw the most insane thing drive past my house right now. A hot, pink, a hot pink wood chipper on the back of a trailer just drove by. It's like a, tr- a normal truck, but then they had a wood chipper on the back end that was hot pink. Yeah, That's yeah Zach, I'm that, sorry.
3: that seems pretty sus to me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well done. <laughs> so this was
0: crazy. Good. Sorry. No, I- Among Us. How does the the voice chat work on it? I haven't used it. Have oh anybody? yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> okay. yeah. I thought I thought it's uh, it's got it built in, doesn't it? Oh, does it? I thought because Nintendo has, you know, you have to hook your
2: smartphone to the Nintendo app yeah, and then No. Uh, okay, so not for games like Fortnite, right? There's right. there's certain oh, okay. develop, developers can put their own uh voice chat um uh, options in. Um No, I think actually I maybe it doesn't
3: have I, it. No, so the Switch version I just looked up. The Switch version doesn't have voice chat, but I and I thought this was it. that no version of it has official voice chat. You have oh, to use like external apps oh, that's to get right. yeah, voice yeah, that's chat right. working. Like okay. you have to be on Discord to get yeah, voice yeah. chat working, even on PC. Yeah, so, so the voice chat thing. doesn't work on, on Switch because there just isn't voice chat in that game.
2: It's got oh. crossplay. It's got yeah. crossplay, right? Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you 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 definitely wouldn't be able to use the Nintendo app if you want to play with other people either. So. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, in a lot of ways that's better cuz you probably have a crew of people that you play with. You're probably already have a Discord set up for your Among Us game, yep. so. Huh. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. So, uh, and I think the, probably the biggest thing about Among Us being on Switch is now like so many more people get to play. Cuz yep. uh, you know, not everybody even even uh a junkie gamer PC might struggle with a game as demanding. As among us but
2: yeah you know. For, you know a lot of hardcore players may may have ignored this game and i'm not playing it but it is a it's quite the, quite the phenomenon it's it's blown up yeah. and it's you know a, a a heavily streamed game because the interactions between the people are so so fun <laughs> and um it is let's see where it is on the nintendo bestsellers list it is I think, it's, I think it's at the top is it number one it is number one right now in digital sales so uh I, I think that conquest is gonna continue. That game's gonna be pretty big here.
3: Yeah. yeah. It's a good game. It's a fun game. It's not like a it's not like a revolutionary or new concept, right? These sort of like social deception games like werewolf mm-hmm. and that sort of thing, right? But like it's it's well executed, it does what it does, and it's really fun with friends. So like, yeah, I'm I'm happy to see it come to Switch for sure. And it like also is kind of an interesting thing that this is the first console it's come to, right? Like that's yeah
0: yeah yep. uh shout out to the hard drive they do stream it sometimes and uh phil jameson is lethal he is <laughs> impossible to know if he is lying or telling the truth or not so um another big game coming to switch well a pair of big games Splunky and Splunky 2 yeah tom is rubbing his hands together in excitement i've never played Splunky. i own Splunky, but i've never played it Who can convince me that I need to play Spelunky? Tom can. Tom. Tom, there's no pressure at all.
3: I can, (laughs) but I don't necessarily know if I want to. Okay. Oh, because it's like that? secret. A, A if you're playing, Spelunky 2 is basically just Spelunky 1, but better. Um, It's just improved in a lot of different ways. I think you'll just enjoy it more. So if you're going to get, you know, if you're going to, play these maybe play Splunky one just see where it came from but Splunky 2 is the, the better version it's a master class in roguelike platforming kind of challenge and design it is really just a pretty incredible game in that regard that said and the reason i wouldn't just like go out on a ledge and say everyone has to play this game is it is unbelievably punishing and demanding okay. and hard mm. right it is it is a brutal brutal game even more so than a lot of roguelikes traditionally are. It is massively difficult and the learning curve is steep as all heck. Um, if you can get over that, it's really kind of an incredible thing. But, okay. like, yeah, it's, it's, it's not something I would recommend. Just like like Hades is a roguelike where you're like, even if you don't like roguelikes, I'd recommend this game to you. Spelunky is not that. If you don't like roguelikes, <laughs> you should not play Spelunky, right? Like, it is not a game for you. Um, I, but if you do like platformers, if you do like challenging games like that, it is really, really an incredible thing to like spend some time with and learn the systems and get comfortable with.
2: Are any of you old enough to know the original Spelunker that this this game plays tribute and homage to?
3: I know uh, it. i never played it though. I had it is on it my Pitfall Atari. Harry, or
2: no, no it's no, called it, Spelunker. I mean, it, is, oh. it is. It is. It's literally yeah. called Spelunker. Um, and it's, it looks very, very similar. and It's like a cave yeah. exploration game, but it's, um, you know, it's not randomly generated. I played that on my Atari 600XL with RAM expansion Ooh. back oh, in Oh, you got oh. an 84 or something like that. Um, it, how many, and how it was, many bytes of RAM expansion was that? Uh, okay, well, the, the 600XL had only 16 kilobytes of RAM, and it, <laughs> okay. the expansion, which was like this big, brought it to 64.
0: Kilobytes. Oh, yeah, it's actually you. pretty
2: massive yeah like it. you know they made it a commodore 64 basically so, God <gasps> oh, damn with more colors and worse sound um <laughs> <laughs> spelunky is a really good game it just it is punishingly difficult so i don't yeah. know if you still like a challenge, challenge seth or not. i mean life is challenging enough but look at me now mm-hmm. conquer. Okay. yeah and, okay. and
3: i do want to stress as i put that warning out like Splunky and Spelunky 2 are phenomenal like they yeah. really really are great games they're just like i also know people who play them and then are just like i hate this because it's like right. the, the, the learning curve is extremely steep yep. so right. like just be prepared for that and know that going in but if you can get over that curve they are some of the most rewarding roguelike platformers out there
2: and, and folks, mitchell reviewed that right gave it a 10 yeah he, he gave the second one yeah. a ten this year wow these are really fun games to play in a family setting if you've got older kids so not little kids but you know like teens to mm-hmm. hand off the controller and and actually Try to last longer than the previous player. It makes for a nice little meta game.
3: And Spelunky 2 has up to four player co op and also four player competitive mode. That's like not like, um, like not like Towerfall levels of Incredible, but like pretty dang good.
0: Well, I don't like to compete with my kids anymore because they're better <laughs> than me and I'm losing my,
2: my ground with them and their Same. respect is eroding. Yeah, good. So I'll <laughs> definitely play multiplayer with them with Spelunky 2. Uh,
0: Fist of Fluffs people really went bananas for fisty fluffs. And this is a game about cats that fight each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's all you need to know. Uh, the, the, the thing that I enjoyed the most about it is the animation looks kind of wonky. Like yeah. they're moving when like their feet are moving, but they're not quite moving with it. So uh,
2: it's very like del- excited about It's like deliberately goofy and yeah. you know, silly and over the top. Um, so the company that publishes rogue is actually uh that's run by Matt Casamassina who um, used to podcast way before us. So, um, you know, uh, this is his, uh, his game studio picked this one up. Um, But yeah, it looks, it looks really fun. He's, he's very passionate about it and (laughs) keep keep sharing trailers with cats fighting with heavy metal music. Yeah. (laughs) That's all you need. Uh, Very, very valet, which I don't remember
0: anything about. So that's no, no slight to the developers. It was a lot of information. Who can yeah. remember very very valet?
3: This a cute little parking valet game.
0: Oh yes, now I remember. You, the valet. <laughs> this is this is the thing about this. Oh right, the one about, about the valet, of course. <laughs> right. ah, it's all <laughs> coming back to me now. I don't know how to say the next game. Uh tuncha, toon- I think. Tuncha. Tuncha. looks yeah. cool. I like yeah. the look of that one. Yeah. I'm glad that you you guys were here to, to pick me up yeah and make me not have to say tunche improperly i was gonna say tuncha
3: i'm i'm not entirely sure i think that's correct but i'm not entirely
0: sure so i might be wrong well Hopefully pronounced tomba <laughs> this one i'm very excited about cyber shadow which is by uh yacht club games hell yeah developed by mechanical head studios it is a uh throwback 2d action platformer it looks like ninja Gaiden, den but like cooler and it has that sort of nice looking yacht club shovel knight sort of polish and on the switch edition throw your little shovel knight amiibo on there and guess who's going to come and see you guess who's going to come visit your cyber shadow ninja boy shovel
2: knight shovel knight characters yeah i I feel like the answer to any cameo question now is shovel knight
1: yeah, that's true. Guess <laughs> who's here? It's Shovel Knight. Uh, man, I can't wait for this game. Yeah. This game looks awesome, man. It's super, I, I, super stoked. I love The Messenger. Big fan of The Messenger when yeah. that came out a couple of years ago. And um, this game looks like kind of a marriage of Shovel Knight and The Messenger and has this awesome 16-bit art style. You play as a cyborg ninja that like, you can upgrade oh. and and utilize all these different attacks and and stuff like, man, this game looks killer and it's coming in at the end of january it's out on january, yeah, 26th, january 26th so it's like
0: right around the corner it's crazy did you play uh panzer paladin
1: at all did you try that one out? i didn't i didn't play panzer paladin it was on my list of stuff to play this year and i, I just haven't got around to it but i've got a I of weeks off coming up
0: i'm saying i reviewed yeah, that one i it's gave it an eight games boy that's a fun game and uh cyber shadow i i just i love any game that sort of just has that feel to it yeah i'm an old, yeah. I'm an old man so uh calico available now this lets you Play out your dreams of owning a cat cafe. It is a real cat heavy.
2: uh, Indie direct this week it was it's it's very it's very animal crossing. Right. If I if I understand this game. Yeah, completely.
3: a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's in that vein of either animal crossing stardew my time at Porsche like that world right of like run around town meeting characters building up your little thing in this case is a cafe. It's very cute. Yeah,
0: that's I mean, that's kind of what the Indie direct was, was just. You know, That's so cute, but yeah, uh, Alba, a wildlife adventure, which I think is about Steve Alba, the professional skateboarder, but I'm not sure. Uh, Uh, It's actually, it's actually Jessica Alba, professional actress. You know that they're, uh, they're cousins.
2: That is not something that I made up. That's true. So that's the, um, that's the game from the, the Monument Valley people, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's like, uh. It's, it's kind of like an animal cataloging rescue open world game. I, I haven't played it, but it was really well received when it, when it came out on PC. I remember. And I think it's on, on iPhones too, right? Yep. Apple, uh, Apple Arcade. Yeah. Actually, I will, I will download that and play it.
0: Here's another one I'm not sure I'm pronouncing correctly Gnosha. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think the G is silent. Yeah. Oh. I think it's I think like, so it's it's not like yeah. Gary Gnu. No. Nobody nobody gets the, the Great Space Coaster reference from the 1970s. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, this is a visual novel. You're solving who's been taken... Oh, yeah. Dude, why do I not remember these until I start... You know, we're, till we're 10 minutes into the show. Um, you have to figure out who's been taken over by the gnosia. And it's mm-hmm. sort of like a, a single player among us. It, it gave off vibes, but more stylized. Like, you're trying to figure out who who's been taken over rather than who's like an imposter. And it says, you know, like five to 15 minutes. You can just jump in, um, play a game, jump right back out again.
2: Yeah. And then the style is a little bit more like anime visual novel. Yeah. It's like, it's not kind of a map based game. It's more like talking characters and stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was into this one. Then there's happy game, which is uh, an ironic name because it has unhappy imagery that was coming spring. And then on the highlight reel, super meat boy forever, which is Mm -hmm. 23rd, which is next week Uh, grindstone, which nobody seems to care about at all. And on this podcast, nobody has mentioned it. We'll get to it. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, When the past was around, which was, which is available now cosmocrats, which comes March, 2021 is a timed exclusive hoa, which is April, 2021 hazel sky, these are all spring 2021. Trash Sailors, which is basically the, the true story of me. Uh, Finding Paradise, which is available, also available spring 2021. So there it is, your Nindy Direct. Let's talk about the biggest surprises and disappointments of 2020 for your Nintendo lifestyle. Um, <laughs> for me personally, <clears throat> the biggest surprise and disappointment this year was that nobody could get a Switch for most of the year. Once people started having to stay at home, the Switches were gone. And it wasn't until maybe like August that they started to become more wildly available. And that is so surprising to me. I I mean, I knew that the Switch was going to be selling great because everybody loves the Nintendo Switch. I didn't expect it to be selling out. And as somebody who monitors stock and, and has, you know, as part of their job, it was so surprising to see the base Nintendo switch only available on Amazon third party for four or five hundred dollars for most of the entire year. And I think related to that was another surprise of 2020 was that the Animal Crossing switch came back and you could just get
2: like five of those if you wanted to. Yeah, it was it, it was strange. You, you can definitely uh, it, it wasn't just the impact of, you know, the the pandemic and Nintendo having to shift manufacturing the thing just sold so well right mm-hmm. like it set new records and sales uh which is if you go back to the Wii days the Wii was you were unable to get a Wii in the first whole year yeah but then you know they just made a ton of them and the thing kept on selling um for for a while um but this is this is very unique and very different the Switch is definitely hitting this this different this niche and then games like uh Ring Fit Adventure that Constantly sold out in yeah. all territories. Like in Japan, people were clamoring to get it. They were like, if you, um my, my daughter sent pictures, but if you went into a game store, there'd be a display saying, sorry, we don't have Ring Fit Adventure. So, oh, wow. Um, yeah, big, big success there, too.
0: Yeah, it was the same here with Ring Fit Adventure. It was, you know, we would constantly, when it would come into stock, we'd tweet it on IGN deals, and then like five minutes later, it'd be gone. You know, it was almost as hard to get as like a PS5 for something that, I don't know, like a weird little Nintendo thing. Yep. I thought that was pretty cool. Anyone else have any surprises or disappointments of 2020 yeah, for I Nintendo?
2: I can go next. Uh, biggest surprise for me is kind of a tie between Paper Mario actually coming back. If you guys remember, like we were not counting on a Paper Mario game this year, and it just popped out out of nowhere, um, and I really enjoyed that one. It's tied with Mario Kart Tour, which is just... You know, I try, to, I, predict, I try to predict what Nintendo is going to do, do next. And because I have 2,000 predictions um, every year, some of them come true, could not have guessed at a card-based AR game. So that was a big surprise, really talented team behind it. And it's, it's a fun little uh, toy and, and, and tech experiment. And then biggest disappointment is November's lead game. Which, you know, like uh, nothing against Hyrule Warriors, but I was ready for Breath of the Wild 2 or or Metroid Prime or anything like any of the kind of like top line Nintendo made games. And there just wasn't one.
0: Yeah. It's a weird year. Yeah. Zach, you're being awful quiet over there. I'm just listening Um, once again.
1: Pear comes in to steal my thunder because I was going to say my <laughs> biggest surprise was how you much can... I enjoyed playing Paper Mario 2, how I was so, so surprised that that game was so like charming and cute and fun, and I really, really had a good time playing that, but Pear already said all that stuff, and then I was going to say that my biggest disappointment was that no Zelda and no Metroid, but lo and behold... Pear Schneider Old. comes in. Oh, and then there's no Zelda this time, so I just wanted to have the Zelda game, but there wasn't one. So yeah, oh, yeah so I exactly. mean,
2: we already talked about Pair. always stealing to... my thunder on Nintendo voice chat. Unbelievable. Hey, Seth, let's, let's edit this out because it's just the same information that he took from. I said <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna Pear, I'm gonna pear
1: switch repeat offender Schneider. We're calling him.
2: <laughs> Why don't you go next? Um, next time you go first. Yeah. Okay. Great. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. That, Tom, what about you? He'll be sitting there going like, oh, I haven't really thought about it. <laughs> Hold on, what do you think?
0: <laughs> Tom, what's your biggest disappointment and biggest surprise Tom. for Nintendo? Um,
3: My biggest disappointment was similarly but more broadly that they just sort of didn't talk about any of this stuff. Right. And it was not a disappointment that was surprising because mm-hmm. of COVID. Right. Like, I guess it was it would have been surprising at the beginning of the year, but it if you told me that they're literally not going to mention breath of the wild at all. Um, But with everything that happened this year in COVID, like it does not surprise me that they didn't, that they sort of just hunkered down this year a little bit, but it was a little bit disappointing that we basically just didn't get much. Um, Biggest surprise, like honestly, I think it might be overall, kyra warriors as like a concept the idea that they would do a prequel musou game that is canon like they've never as far as i know they've never made a direct sequel zelda game besides like what like the like technically majora's mask and like technically the wind waker follow-up phantom hourglass right like there's little bits of that but that's not like literally them saying this is a direct sequel uh so they've never done that let alone a prequel right Mm. like this is the first time that nintendo has really dive like delved into a single zelda game as a continuing story and
2: that's crossbow training of course tom (laughs) who could forget it right. continued the great narrative.
1: <laughs> uh, also, Skyward Sword was the original Zelda prequel.
2: Uh, uh, well, technically, man. you know, if you look at yes. the character arc. Yes, all the right.
3: And- Let's get, okay, all right. Let me roll up my sleeves. Let's get real pedantic here. No,
0: no, no. no. <laughs> yeah. Hell video. yeah, that's, that's gonna... what the
3: show's all about. No, look, I'm the host.
0: I say yes. I'll yes.
3: Go for it. All the Zelda games are a continuing story. They have their own weird, messy timeline. Some of them mm-hmm. relate to others. Some characters continue over, but... In this to this extent, Nintendo has never, set, never really taken the exact same link, the exact same Zelda, the exact same world events on the exact same map and said, yeah. We're not only going to continue this story directly, we're going to give you backstory for a prequel of it too. Like, that is, I think that signals something to me and kind of like a change in kind of how they're handling some of their stuff like zelda like breath of the wild i think was just so popular that they're really leaning into it and that surprised me to this extent i think
2: well technically an oracle of ages the
0: (laughs) well i mean correct me if i'm wrong but there wasn't an official timeline until hyrule historia came out right yeah well there wasn't an official timeline because they had to make it up right exactly and then when you look at it like well none of this makes sense well this is the
2: hero's path and they're like, how do we fit these together? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly.
3: and, I, and I will continue to say, yeah, there are examples of it in the past, but to this extent, I think, to right. this degree. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. No, yeah, we, yeah. We totally agree. We're just being asses. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> but yeah, that's my biggest surprise. It's just kind of both Zelda ish, right? Like both in what we did and didn't get from Breath of the Wild,
0: basically. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Such a weird year. I forgot yeah. my other uh, surprise, and I was legitimately surprised with Super Mario 35 came out like it's a super yep. mario battle royale and it's out now what and then i you know played it loved it was really good at it reviewed it gave it a seven i think and i don't think i've played it since then so yeah and the fact that it's a timed exclusive as far as like being or excuse me it's timed availability like after was it march you won't be able to play this game yeah. anymore
2: but, so they are going back to their old like satellite view approach, where like they're <laughs> if, you're part, if you're part of their online service, you'll get surprises, but they may not last forever, right? Yeah, like the, oh. like the BS Zelda games broadcast satellite that is.
3: Can I change my answer?
2: Oh yeah, yeah sure. I, I mean I'll let it. I'll
3: my check biggest for the
0: judges, yeah. My fine. biggest
3: to- disappointment of 2020 is that uh, repair centers closed down, and they still haven't said anything about drift beyond this is not an issue we promise it's fine. Don't sue us. Like that's like my, my biggest disappointment this year is that Joy-Con drift has not been solved. They're continuing to be litigated about it. And they're basically being silent in the face of all that criticism. That's my uh, biggest Nintendo um, disappointment by a mile.
0: Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I was playing the other day actually, and I never play in handheld mode. I always play with my, my uh, pro controller and I popped it out and I was like, Oh no, everything's just going everywhere. Like my drift is no longer just drift. It's just random. It'll sometimes go like left, right, up, down, just all wow. over the
2: place. Yeah, yeah, it's a real big bummer. But yeah. go into the, you know, the Switch has the built-in menu where you can test the sticks and recalibrate. So do try the recalibration avenue first because that fixes some small things. But yeah, I would send it in if, you know, anyone who has drift or issues with controllers, there's something wrong. <laughs>
0: <Joy-Cons>. <laughs> My neighbor yeah. sent hers in and 6 weeks later they came back and they worked perfectly. So I would <laughs> I would not be shy to get them replaced. Yeah, I mean, well, if I were you and I had to get 3200 uh Joy-Cons replaced, that
2: would I be I had I had 3 pairs replaced. <laughs> really? But like and each time I'm sweating because if they don't have those colors anymore, they might just send you gray ones back. Oh. Woof. <laughs> Woof.
3: That's terrifying.
2: That's
1: so why state. why wouldn't you just keep the limited edition ones? Well, that's what like, I do. off I would, the shelf, and, and you know, like not not play with those ones. I, yeah, right? I would not send yeah. them
2: in.
0: Though. If someday in the future, you know, there'll be a, a Nintendo historian, they'll be like, "We know these are genuine because they have drift." Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's how they know. <laughs> uh, Let us Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Zach, because I was, I gonna was going to say,
1: away. I think my actual surprise and disappointment, my, my surprise is that Nintendo brought some stuff out of the vault this year and had, you know, released the super Mario uh, 35th anniversary or the, I'm sorry, the 3d all-stars collection. Yep. Um, And I think my biggest p- disappointment is the 3d all-stars collection because it was like such a bare bones collection of, of uh ports, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed spending some time with those games again, but I think that there was a lot more that could have been done. And for a, you know, as highly as they touted and as big a spectacle as they made the, the 35th anniversary of, of Mario, it was like, okay. And then here are three low effort ports. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, but to be fair, I watched the My Life in Gaming yesterday about the best ways to play Super Mario 64. And they said, based on their testing and expertise, that the 3D All Stars is the best version of Super Mario 64 that has ever existed to this point
3: so except for the version where it's no <laughs> created it in unreal on pc that doesn't Uh-oh. count
0: you might as well just send yourself a cease and desist letter and not even spend all the time <laughs> in unreal to do that but anyway speaking of disappointments uh the nintendo switch online games got announced and boy oh boy you've got uh <laughs> Donkey Whoa. Kong Country 3 leading the pack. I never played that one, so I'm excited. Big one. Yeah, that's yeah. a big one.
2: It's good to get all the DKC games out, right? When, I was, when yeah. I was a little kid, Donkey Kong Country 3 was my
3: favorite because you could get in a little hovercraft on the world map and, like, drive around, and I just loved
0: that oh. as a little kid. See, I never played it because I'm sure it came out well into the PlayStation 1 life cycle, and I had just, like, 2D gaming. No way. <laughs> That's for uh, babies. I'm a I'm a cool like polygon boy now, and I'll never go back to that. And now, you know, it's like it's all I ever do. But that that's kind of the game. And then there was uh I don't know why I didn't write them down here. But um just <laughs> a real well mistake. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> there were some other games that came out. <laughs> like from uh from Jalico, which I looked. I actually made a okay. uh, a spreadsheet somewhere. It's. Um, it's I, I, mean, I can Night tell them It's it's Night Super Valis like, yeah. Four. Yeah. Okay. Which is uh, not real. a Jalico game. Tough. No, that's right. Tough enough. Which, which is, is yeah. and has a sweet Rob Liefeld mm-hmm.
2: cover art, and then Ignition Factor, another Jalico, and then Nightshade for the NES 2, which is by Ultra, which was cool. Konami's subsidiary
0: that they invented to skirt uh mm-hmm. nintendo's licensing rules because you can only make like five games per year i'd never heard of that game and which is crazy because ultra and konami were like two of my favorite developers when i was a kid mm. i looked into why Jalico has such a huge presence like after nintendo first party Jalico is the second biggest publisher uh, of games that are on the online service and it's because the company city connection company owns the entire library and they license those games out for like 10, 15 bucks. Yeah. So since this isn't a virtual console where you are buying a game, there's not really an incentive for Nintendo to seek out these more. I mean, I'm just playing, you know, I'm, um, this is all conjecture, but there's no real reason for them to go looking for those expensive licenses. Like Contra. I'm pretty sure that is a very expensive game and a very difficult game to wrangle the rights for the, uh, the hmm. NES version. I know that when NECA put out its action figures, they got held up in like licensing hell forever. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Because over just Contra, an, over Contra, if I had to guess, it's because Contra so liberally borrows from the aliens and like predator franchise. that there's sure. probably some, some little, you know, backroom dealings i have to have and some palms have to get greased but yeah it's uh it's a bummer but that's that's what we got i don't yeah. have any love for any of these games no I'll... nobody's nobody's ever heard of these games
2: like
1: this <laughs> is such a bummer like what a, like it was like oh all right new new nintendo online games is like oh all right i guess these are the new nintendo online games like, dude, yeah
2: this is lame J- J- Jellico licensed some quality games um, back in the in the past, like some existing franchises, and ported them over to, to consoles. Um, but mostly, I found out the hard way um, that Jellico was not the greatest brand. Like, I just bought random games that looked cool when I when I lived in Japan, and like after a while, I'm like, all right, so I see a pattern here. When it starts with a Jellico or the Banpresto logo, you can expect something that was basically farted out. Not that great. But yeah, they're, the, I mean, they're, they're a couple of good licenses.
0: I mean, they're uh, Bases Loaded was one of my right. favorite NES games. that uh, I mean, we used to play that when I was in school all the time. And the favorite thing that we used to do is we would intentionally try to bean the batter so it would start a bench clearing brawl. Yep. That, was, <laughs> uh, that was a very exciting thing. And also, the Boston team, the Boston team, wicked good dude.
2: Yeah. But had I had wicked I want... good stats. I like. <laughs> It's fine for, you know, these kind of forgotten and not beloved games to come back, you know, just in the effort of preservation to make them accessible in some way. But like the stuff we really need is like Ogre Battle from Atlas on the Super NES, yeah. like that sort of stuff. Would yeah. be so much better here um, and actually get people excited.
0: Yeah, the the list of uh, of publishers that are that are not Nintendo is a who's who of who, you know. Classics from Culture Brain, uh, American Sammy. Uh, of course, we Jalico, Sunsoft is on there, Ultra is on there, uh, Natsume is on there, and there's a couple Capcom games. But yeah, what's, I
2: mean, for what, the most part. So what's happening though is, and this is different from the virtual um, console days, right? Even if Nintendo compensates the, even though Nintendo compensates the companies for carrying these games as part of their online plan. Nintendo proved with the Super NES Classic that you can do standalone releases of these classic games in in a major bundle and it works really well. And so that's why you're seeing like the Capcom arcade collection now and all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's definitely a lot of the publishers that actually have good games say, well, why should we license single ones? Let's just do these packages and collections.
0: Right, and that's what I was going to say. That's another thing is there's these great you know collections now. There's the Castlevania Anniversary Collection, the Mega Man Collection, the Mega Man yep. X Collection, um, the, uh, 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 the Contra one that are all done by M2. Yep. I'll talk about that when we get to what we've been playing. But yep. very excited because last night, out of nowhere, a Bravely Default 2 demo
2: mm-hmm. appeared. I started and- it. Descended. Yeah. It just, it, it autofilled the name Seth and I quit it immediately.
1: <laughs> so, so, uh, Hurtful. I, I saw that this,
2: I saw that this demo went up and yeah. I,
1: I want to play it. I'm curious because we're so close to Bravely Defaults to uh, release. Do we know if saves carry over from this, not, this demo? So, they
2: do not. Oh, yeah. No,
0: this is a standalone. Ooh. It's because it doesn't start you from the beginning. It starts you at like level six and you're already geared up and you already have, you know, some, some job, um, uh, some jobs. Yeah I've, some been jobs spoiled. Is not,
1: yeah. I've been spoiled by too many uh, of these like crossover oh, demos, you know, like I, I only want to play a demo now. If I, if my, progress will carry over into the full game because yeah I'm not really interested in playing a five hour demo and then playing those five hours again later, you know? I'm a busy man. I don't have that kind of time.
2: But you can I mean you don't you don't have to play the full five hours. Five hours is the cap before it resets you in this game. But like Wow, I just guessed five hours. That's impressive. No, you're absolutely right. It has a five hour timer. But but the um the you know, I I think they probably really wanted to let you ca- keep you safe, but because the prologue probably starts really slow and has you like create uh, like just go through all the tutorial stuff, they probably didn't think it was good to let you start with a prologue and then mm. jump you right in with a party exploring, being close to a town, being able to experience mm-hmm. battles and all of that. So it's probably a better idea for them to show you the game what it looks like when you actually got going but it is very early on in the game. It's not, you know, it's not like the last demo where you're jumping into a later place. And um,
0: yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. They, they did a lot of adjustments to the game. They, you know, they, there's adjustable difficulty that you can change whenever you want to. So there's casual normal and there's hard. Um, The overworld monsters aren't, aren't as fast. So it's easier to run away from them. And that is good. But one of my favorite things about bravely default was that you could adjust the, monster encounter rate so if you were in a dungeon and you only had one hit point you know everybody had poison and you had one hit point left for whatever reason you could just turn off monsters and walk back to town and heal everybody up which is always the worst part of role-playing games is when you die deep into a dungeon and you have to do it all over again i love that on the other side i love that you could turn the encounters way up and i'd just be in bed just grinding levels with, you know, every two steps, there's a monster, every two steps, and it's just, you know, a nice, fun way to waste some time. That's not here anymore. Mm. You can't adjust the, the monster encounter rate. You can adjust the difficulty, which I imagine is somewhat the same, but
2: I don't know. A little bummed out about that. I mean, it raises the stakes, but yeah, it can be really annoying. Uh, I, I actually didn't look at what the checkpoint safe system was like, um, whether it's, it's pretty liberal. Obviously, there are ways around um, getting yourself in trouble. Uh, they they seem to have adjusted the difficulty a lot. I think that was one of the biggest um, points of feedback that they got from the yeah. original. That it was kind of unbalanced and all over the place, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah they, you know, the graphics are a little bit better. I
0: uh, on the last demo, the enemies looked like almost like claymation. I mean, they didn't yeah. move that way, but the models themselves and they've given them some more textures now. Um, I tell you, man, and- oh, I man.
1: Oh, I, I kind of think it's good to hear that they sound look like claymation. I, I'd be into that. <laughs>
3: I I I st- so I started this demo this morning. I haven't gotten super deep into it, but and I didn't play the last one. But like I haven't played a game where I hated the character design so much and loved, <laughs> and loved the environment art so much. Like that oh disparity is yeah. huge in this game for me. I think the characters and the monsters and even the like attack animations are like genuinely bad in some places and then the worlds around them are like gorgeous just yeah. incredible to
2: look at yeah the towns look really cool and it yeah. looks like it looks very picture book like right yeah, and, very
3: yeah and when you like when you like enter you. a building and it like kind of yeah. zooms in on this like sort of like pop-up book style also mm. like it, yeah like that stuff is awesome and then like i look at the characters and i'm like why is one of you dressed like or like a Russian like princess, and then the other one is dressed in like <laughs> a black suit that looks like out of Final Fantasy fifteen, and then the other one is a knight, and like it just doesn't make any sense to me. And they all have like golden eye, big head mode on. Like it's yeah. like bad <laughs> to me.
2: Seth is going to get look. mad at you in a second. I don't. I don't no, like the way please. the characters look. I never liked them in, in Bravely Default one, but the game's definitely not ugly. I actually like the monsters. Monsters look cool.
0: Yeah. Uh I. I mean, if you're looking. <laughs> for something to make sense you're not playing a jrpg is not where you want to be you but yeah experience. i mean
1: this, this uh, they, that's JRPG. so funny to hear that you guys say that because like they just look yeah. like jrpg characters to me
3: but to me like JRPGs still like have some sort of through line and like thematic style to me and like these characters the main characters look so different from each other that it is jarring to me in a way that like i'm I don't see in other jrpgs commonly and again this is just my opinion if you like the way they look that's that's totally great i'm not trying to like shoot anyone down here it's just like it is weirder to me than most jrpgs i've played stylistically
2: mm. yeah yeah and if uh, and if you, if you didn't play the demo by the way it is the most jrpg of modern JRPGs. <sighs> right? it's like very it is like yeah. it's like jumping back to the uh you know the the final fantasy four five six days yep. like obviously. yeah with a similar style and a similar battle system and all of that. So but it that's, is like not, that's not true. That's
1: not new. That. Like that's no. what bravely default is, no. right? Yeah, like no, that, I, like, I really
3: so- appreciate, I really appreciate that there is a series doing that in 2020, yeah. right. And 2021, mm-hmm. like, I think that's super cool that that, that style still exists. Uh, Gameplay wise.
0: Yeah, this is, I mean, the thing that appeals to me most about bravely default before we move on was that for me, it was the continuation of, the final fantasy series that we never got once hmm. final fantasy seven hit, they're like, Oh, people want to look at real boys wearing leather and uh, like leggy ladies. And so then it went to this weird, like zippers and, and, and chains sort of thing. And I always wanted to see the sort of uh, super NES NES style, you know, like cute chibi style characters, you know, enemies on one side, heroes on the other, they jump back and forth to fight. That's what I want. And bravely default, like definitely hits on that and you know it's got all the the cliches there's a there's a water crystal now there's water everywhere what are we gonna do about it hey who's this guy he seems kind of creepy but he's definitely not the bad guy or is he i have to wait to the end to find out that one (laughs) uh games out this week other than the bravely default two demo unto the end dicey dungeons the Collection of Saga Final Fantasy Legends, which I'll talk about when we talk about what we've been playing, and Funimation app. Who knew? Funimation, yeah. owned by Sony, is now on the uh, Nintendo Switch. Whoa. Get your Kratos next? Your
1: Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Yep. Kratos is already on Switch in Fortnite. Oh,
0: that's true. That is true. Weird. Back Everything's... With the
2: loopholes. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah.
0: All right. Let's talk about what we've been playing. I'm very excited. I've been playing Final Fantasy Legend for the <laughs> Nintendo Game Boy. I got the Saga collection. It is, uh, you think the 3D All-Stars collection is, is low effort. This might be the lowest effort uh, yeah. collection I've ever seen. It's clearly designed for uh, mobile devices. Thankfully, you can turn the on-screen controls off. You can also, this was this got me very excited. You can turn the screen to a vertical orientation so you could play it like a Game Boy, if you wanted to, I was really excited because I, I was going to get one of those flip grips. Turns out it turns it the wrong way. So you'd have to cool. have the flip grip. Cool. Yeah. And there's no way to turn it around the other way, but you know, it's nice. 20 bucks. It's the three games, a couple of, uh, some, some, some different wallpapers to play it with. No sort of like history stuff. No anything. It is just ROMs and a Game Boy emulator for 20 bucks. Good So, uh,
1: you know, I've done some research here and a lot of historians actually say that Saga sucks. Uh, How do you feel about that statement, Seth?
0: (laughs) I, you know, I actually never played the Final Fantasy Legends series, Mm. nor have I played any of the Saga games. I only have nostalgia for this because I wanted so badly to play it and I never got to. And now Mm. I'm playing it and I'm like, this is a dense RPG that makes no sense whatsoever. I'm loving it. I got to get out the, the guides to figure everything out. It's exactly what I want.
2: Seth, so, you're a weird
0: dude. I gentleman. am. I, you know, I marched to my own, to my own drummer, buddy.
2: Yeah. I, I think our attempts to rile up Seth uh, keep on failing. He um, just doesn't <laughs> care. It just doesn't care about anything. He's too That's, chill. That is not He's true. true. i just too trying to tell the Bravely Default characters. There's no reaction. He's just cool as a cucumber. Yeah, I mean, hey, look, I could get I mad about what other people
0: like or don't like, but I have no control over that. So ultimately, you do, it should be a wasted emotion.
1: If you do get mad about what other people like, though, you can start a YouTube channel, Seth.
0: Oh, think oh, about that. oh nice. I'm going to be rich. Yes. Rich as astronauts.
1: Uh <laughs> I I don't know. I've always been very like on the fence with Saga because I do remember playing Saga when I was a kid and being like, I don't understand this at all. Like (laughs) I don't, this does not make any sense to me whatsoever. So I thought it was a kind of an odd, like there are so many Square games that are kind of lost to the void, right? Like at the moment or, or that aren't on the switch or that aren't available. And so like when they announced this Saga collection, I was like, really? saga collection that's what you're gonna bring out like oh okay I man talking,
3: i was talking to somebody on twitter uh, earlier this week because they were asking for i think it was final fantasy IV, uh, a final fantasy 4 re-release port, basically is what they wanted uh and i was like careful Love what you wish you. for because like every square enix re-release is like only delivered via a monkey paw wish where like <laughs> you get it, but something's but... wrong. <laughs> like, like, Oh, you want final fantasy seven. Okay. Here is the mobile version from five years ago that oh had an God. audio bug that <laughs> I, was already I... patched out on PC. Like
2: what? Like, okay. <laughs> I want four redone as Octopath traveler. Yeah. Mm, I would love that. That would um, just be so good. Yeah. You, You completely keep the feel of the original game, but you update it and make it interesting for people to return to. Yeah. That's great. Hey, you really wanted to talk about Grindstone. No, I mean, like, you've
0: also been playing Fire Emblem. OG, right? I played the original Fire Emblem because... Yeah. yeah, Look what arrived. Oh, Shout out! Oh, that's nice. Wow! Shout out to weird. my friend Chris. It is. I didn't know what it was when it was on my porch. I was like, "What?" Is, oh, by the way, I'm holding up the Fire Emblem 30th Anniversary
2: collection. I didn't I, buy it. I didn't buy it. I was I was so tempted, but I'm like, I have so many boxes in my it house is, now. But now that you I, see
1: it, are you so mad that you didn't buy it? You yeah, can still so buy it.
2: Now.
0: You no, you can still buy it. Yeah, and it's got a book. It's got the the, the cartridge is amazing. It's got a little Nintendo Power poster. It is. Mm. This is. I I hope that Nintendo does more collections like this because this is exactly how you do this is and it was like 49 dollars i think it's incredible yeah no send me a link Seth (laughs) i highly i'll send you the, the the deal link for amazon but uh yeah what do you think um the game itself had i played the had this game been translated and brought to the united states when i was 12 years old this would have probably been my favorite game of all time in 2020 after you know not ever really finding a strategy rpg that clicks other than a maybe bahamut lagoon a little bit uh this is is a tough one to play but i'm gonna i'm gonna stick to it
2: no and, I, and that's i i brought this up before it came out it's like if you're into fire Emblem and you want to see how it all started this is a good game to get it's obviously cheap uh it's great that it was translated um but it but it is missing a lot of the things that came later, right? Like just the ability to see how far how far your characters can move or how far your enemies can move. So all of these kind of quality of life-ish, uh, life life up- upgrades came later. And then obviously the storyline from the NES game was redone uh, in in the, in the sequel, so there are better ways to play it. Um, but you know, from a historic from a historical perspective, it's just really cool to see how it started and how simple it was.
0: Yeah. This would have been a top five NES game for me had it come out at the time because awesome, it yeah. it's so cool. And the little animations of the characters when they when they're battling each other, it's,
2: it's pretty great. great. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been playing. I've been playing a couple of games. Obviously, I'm still playing Picross S five. Like these Picross S games last for months because I play them in little bursts. Like where, before I go to sleep, I do a couple of puzzles, something like that. Um, Space Invaders Forever just came out, and it actually includes uh, multiple games um, and game modes. So it has the the kind of Space Invaders Forever. Update to Space Invaders, which you know it's got this techno beat good beat going crazy animations, uh, mixes up like you still have your enemies going left to right, but it mixes up things by having you know certain invaders that explode when you hit them. So you want to kind of strategize what to hit. You can do color combos and get more points by stringing together um, you know, combos, it has bosses, all that. Actually, a really lovingly crafted update where they they take the spirit of the original game and they you know, they just kind of make it more exciting. It's got an adventure mode, which is a little bit like Star Fox, where you have like branching paths on a map that you follow. Oh, it, cool. includes, it includes a four player version of the original Space Invader, So giant freaking widescreen full of invaders oh, uh, and four players at the bottom with the classic sound effects, the shot and all of that. Uh, and then it also comes with Space Invaders <laughs> X Arkanoid, which is you have to turn your switch sideways, and you have a vertical version of a mix of Arkanoid. The uh, you know the yeah ball breaker. Can you do the sound great. effect again? No. Um, and then oh. um, and then uh, you have to you have to scroll back. Um, okay. And then uh, yeah, the final game I'm playing is Grindstone, which is just freaking amazing. Um, I played I played it last year. Uh, when it came out on apple arcade and that was one of the reasons for me to get the subscription uh and and eventually also kept it but it's it is the best puzzle game now on the switch um so if you're into color matching games this one is it's not just about connecting things of the same color It 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 just feels so good because you're you're directing this like this this big buff monster dude who slays the jerks these these monsters <laughs> and like the way it feels when when you string together like 50 of them it's just Ooh. so exhilarating and cool yeah. it's you know you can for people with kids you can turn off the gore you can turn it up um it just keeps on evolving like as you progress through the levels they're bringing new elements it has boss battles that are different from the regular fights upgrades to the character it has a daily challenge mode with leaderboards it is it's a real deal it's really yeah.
1: do, you, do you know maybe you mentioned it here but do you know how much it costs on on
2: switch uh i bought it but i forget so if i look at the nintendo page I well know.
3: while you're it's looking thick, that up one yeah. thing i would stress too is that like real quick it it is a matching symbol puzzle game but it does not feel like a match three right no. like it's okay. it, it does not feel like bejeweled or a game no. like that so if you're worried it is that sort of thing like i I'd, I'd give it another look because it really it feels more like an action puzzle game than it does like a match 3 puzzle game it's like it's really, such a it's really exciting
1: it's such an awesome blend of a few different like genres i think yeah. you know like it's it's definitely a puzzle game but there's Upgradable weapons and like you know like I a lot of heart, I think, a lot of thought that has gone into this game and also it has one of the the best uh suite of sound effects in any game in recent memory I uh, like play it with headphones if you're playing it in handheld and and when you line up like Paris saying when you line up like 25 enemies to chop through, which just like, <laughs> like it's so satisfying to hear it. Yeah,
2: and it's um, yeah, the music is really good too. It, it's got a great sound, sound um, soundtrack mm-hmm. in general. Uh, so the Switch version compared to the um, the iPhone version, is, iPhone is vertical, right? So what they did is they replicated the kind of square box, the puzzle arena in the center of the screen, and it zooms mm-hmm. in and out and all that. And then they basically filled the sides with the menus that are uh, usually overlaid on the iPhone version at the top and the bottom, and it, and it works really well. Um, it looks really nice on uh, and runs nice both docked and handheld. Um, and yeah, like it's a it's a competent port. Now, now the original is a touch a touchscreen game, and I will say playing it touchscreen is faster to string together the lines. You can play it touchscreen in handheld here, but it totally works with a uh, stick control as uh, as well. It's just not as it's fast like you after a while you get so good you just go brrrr, you just bring together <laughs> stuff and it is a little bit more fun in touchscreen i'd say but
3: also man, also to answer the question so it's it's 15 right now usually 20. oh
2: that's right. okay hey that's a deal it's on sale for 15 right now it is awesome it is a top 25 game for me on the platform so okay we are back without zach um he he was the imposter so we,
0: you had to go just,
2: zach in time hey <laughs>
0: Yes, that's what I'm talking about. We are back for question block. We're taking your questions. Uh, right, right. Oh, excuse me. Ritus Titus, which is one of the cooler names that I've ever heard. That is some some straight Roman general name right there. After trying out Doom Eternal on Switch, which actually runs surprisingly smooth. I have a question. What third party big games, in your opinion, have the biggest chances to be ported to Switch next year? Ooh that is a very tough question doom eternal you know what's funny
3: is doom eternal is now technically a first party game but for microsoft
2: oh yeah yeah, that's true that i was gonna say (laughs) i was gonna say don't get your hopes up i think this is the beginning of the end of the big ports yeah Uh, and there are a couple of reasons for it one the pipelines for the uh, you know the the last generation of consoles going to dry up and the new games are going to target the new ones which makes it even harder to port right like porting doom um created for the last generation of consoles is a great feat and this is a really competent developer but it's going to get harder now and so obviously there will be some pc also on pc games where maybe the the developers are aiming at lower spec machines that could be ported but then there's also the acquisition and the consolidation now in the market where you know bethesda now going to microsoft means one of the biggest supporter of ports um is likely unlikely going to port all of their games over uh in the future. So. I feel like it's the the beginning of the end for those big console ports yeah that said, maybe we'll we'll see more streaming games right like if this <laughs> uh, if these streaming experiments in Japan and the u s um are successful, you could imagine like games that are already made available on stadia will also be streamed on the on the switch through um the service, whatever it will look like but um yeah i wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't hold my breath for a lot more
0: yeah, I think pretty much it's going to be whatever does come down the pike is going to be limited to stuff that is able to run on pc just because they will have made the build for the low powered pc machine so uh nothing immediately springs to mind i mean yeah. maybe maybe the the low res death stranding will come to switch next year Seth, we that at least not gonna happen <laughs> we, at,
3: we at least know that apex legends is coming at some point Yep. because that got delayed out of 2020 but yeah, yeah it's harder to think about like that's what i was thinking is maybe there's something else from ea that like m- that's like a little older that they might be working on
2: jedi yeah. fallen order right like there may be games right. like that that would uh, will arrive later that are from the last generation and still relevant i, I love that game i thought it was really cool
3: i think um, you could also
2: potentially see like you
3: said streaming stuff like maybe capcom was happy with resi 7's streaming version maybe we'll get like a resident evil 2 remake streaming version sort of thing. oh that'd be that's yeah. i think that has a more of a chance than seeing like like we said before cyberpunk right right like oh not, yeah that's it's, not gonna happen
2: it doesn't even work <laughs> on uh, last gen console so yeah it even run on last gen yeah my my yeah. Series x uh version of cyberpunk runs pretty well though in yeah in quality mode. the it's really nice Game I would like most like to see brought to Nintendo Switch
0: would be the Metal Gear Solid HD collection. Oh, mm-hmm. And that's two generations ago, and they're
2: old games anyway. So and I think that would be so great. On if, Nintendo there's Switch. Still, if there's still a beating heart uh, at Konami <laughs> that is not filled with pachinko balls, <laughs> <laughs> we may be seeing some of those classics because yeah, that would make make all the sense in the world too, with you know, Solid Snake is such a center stage character yeah. Smash and so beloved. Uh, yeah, I would love to see all that stuff too. Um, yeah. And I think that that's what you will see. You'll see some companies going back to their earlier last gen console lineups and converting them. And so, you know, if you're a Nintendo only owner, that's obviously pretty cool to get yeah. those. But man, like the moment Call of Duty wasn't simultaneously released anymore, you know, yeah. like EA is buying Codemasters, so you might not see all of their games come across because they set their sights a little bit higher than smaller studios like Codemasters when it comes to unit sales. Uh, I think it's going to dry up the current-gen conversions.
0: They could bring back all those unlicensed uh, NES games that Codemasters used to be famous for making. Yeah, exactly. Uh, This next question is from Levi Grove. Levi wants to know, what's on your Christmas wish list? Ooh, your Nintendo holiday dreams... Tom, do you have any Nintendo holiday dreams this year?
3: Not holiday, not Nintendo holiday dreams. You know what my Christmas like? I'm going to get real with everybody real quick. For okay. A second. You know what my Christmas wish list was this year? Just pajamas.
2: I don't oh, put on yeah. pants oh.
3: at all anymore. I want the comfiest pajama pants you can send me because I have a closet full of jeans and slacks that haven't been worn in 10 months. <laughs> um, so, like, that was my Christmas wish list this year. It was just like comfy stuff. To yeah. Like that's actually, home
0: with. that's great. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what
2: about you pair? Are you, are you looking for comfort or are you looking I have, for, I have everything. I'm, I live, uh, <laughs> no, I live vicariously through my kids. So, um, my, yeah. youngest, my youngest son is getting a, a telescope. Oh, Nice. Uh, and I had one as a kid and obsessed over it and he's going nuts over it. He's he's the little scientist in the house. And, uh, so I'm really looking forward to, to that. And then generally like, I just, you know, just Christmas stuff. I just buy dishes and stuff for the kitchen for myself, <laughs> not for my wife. Oh
0: yeah. It's, it's, that's the reason for the season right there. Yep. Dishes no, exactly. for the kitchen. Yep. Is it almost, it's a, it's a false rhyme. Yeah. I, I mean, just want the, these, this pair of Nike, uh, winter shoes. Ooh. They look really cool.
2: I was, I mean, I, I, my original plan was to be in Japan right now um, oh. you know, with my friends um, from my college days um, with kids uh, and wife in tow. And obviously all of that got canceled. So I'm also wishing for a return to normalcy so we can finally yeah. see see our friends and family again. You know, especially somebody whose family scattered around the globe and not in the U.S. Um, that would be really nice.
0: Yeah. And I mean... I would love nothing more than to go to Super Nintendo World in Japan, just for the sake of the show, you know, as a work responsibility, I understand my responsibilities of what I have to do, what yeah. sacrifices I have to make huh. to, to sit in this chair right yeah.
2: now in Casey's absence. So, you know, we'll Seth, see. We yes. we have IGN Japan and they are, they've already been invited.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but what about, what if, what if there are, what, what what if there are deals in in nintendo world yeah coupon
0: codes yeah. yeah buy two koopa slurpees and get one for free we our- my whole family we got our passports uh last like september with like great plans we we're gonna travel abroad we went to quebec city last year and this year we were gonna just kind of roll the dice
2: and... this is so funny to me so was that the first time you got a passport
0: well, I had a passport when I was 16. And then when I was in the military, you don't need a passport. Your I military okay. ID yeah. works as a passport. So yeah, we've but this, this was like, the-
2: yeah, we've had this in the past. Like when, uh, you know, years ago when we had hired someone new to work at IGN and we're like, all right, you're, we need you to urgently drop in and travel to this event. You know, like somebody dropped out from our Tokyo game show trip and people are like, Oh, I don't have a passport. Whereas like, Growing up in Germany, you needed a passport to go into Holland, which was yeah. ten minutes by bicycle, right? So um, we all had, we, we were born with passports.
0: Well, up until you know two thousand one, if you wanted to go to Canada in Maine, you just drove across the border, and that was it. There was no passports. They were they didn't even really care. Like, yeah, okay, you're nineteen. You're here to drink. We we understand. You know, yeah. go 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 have fun, eh? So uh, yep. <laughs> that's completely. Off subject here. We'll do one more question. As your barber wants to know, in honor of Among Us dropping, which Nintendo hero is most sus? Ooh. Nintendo Mario.
3: hero is the specified thing. That is, oh. yeah,
0: that's a critical. It's you Wario. You game, yeah, you?
2: No, yeah not they, not.
0: they immediately uh, were the first to jump to mind. But I was like, well, no, they're not heroes. They're But they're not really villains either. They're just like antagonists, I guess. But I'm going to say... Luigi, Luigi's sus. And we, we never knew that. He always seemed like this cool, like younger brother who could fly jump for some reason. But then, you know, he, the Luigi stare came out and we saw the dark side of Luigi in Mario Kart 8. And so I think, I think there's something going on there. I think he doesn't, I don't think, I think he's tired of living in the shadow of his, of his, of his brother,
2: Mario. Mario. Yeah, no, I, that's a good one. I would pick Captain Falcon because, Oh, that's a good one If you follow the lifestyle of famous race car drivers, successful drivers, you know, there's drugs and adultery and, you know, all sorts sorts of drama and intrigue. And (laughs) drivers (laughs) want to kill each other by smashing into them. Um, Yeah. That's a good one. I, I don't trust him. Like, I don't know how he made his money to afford that blue falcon.
0: And, you know, what branch of the military was he in to gain the rank of captain? Yeah, he's a captain, right? Well, right. Cap-
2: maybe he captains the Falcon.
0: Oh, that's also true. I guess you don't actually have to be, you know, you could be the captain yeah. of a fishing boat. But I, th- I think there's a dark story somewhere. I think so too. Mm-hmm. Tom, what about you? Who, who, which Nintendo hero do you think is the most sus? I'm going Donkey Kong. Donkey? Because <laughs> you don't go
3: from kidnapping a woman and that's throwing girls true. to, to go karting with him like nothing happened. Yeah. Like that man has
0: ah, a history. That is yeah. That is very true. But I'm I'm willing to, you know, give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, he might have really looked inside his monkey self. All his bananas got stolen. Mm-hmm. How did he get that many bananas?
3: What did he need that many bananas for? What was that he is
0: true. Because bananas are a zero sum game, you know, like the more bananas you have is the fewer that somebody else could have. Right. There are yeah. only so many bananas in the world. So, I yeah, yeah, some, yeah. I think something shady's going on there. That's a, that's a great answer. Awesome. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm glad we know which Nintendo heroes we all are suspicious of. Um, <laughs> But I want to thank you, Tom and Pear, for uh, being on my second ever show. It was It's always so much fun. I wasn't going to thank Zach because he left because he thinks he's better than us. I want to thank everybody who sent in a question. And uh, that's all the time we have for Nintendo Voice Chat. Thanks for listening. And remember, NBC is the only place where you can get the thing. Get that thing. Get it.